0: It's like old Hollywood, but with a fresh eye. It's got a real youthful exuberance about it. I think it's, it's timeless story and timeless looking. And that was my job, to make the music sound timeless, as if it was always there.
1: When this uh, project came to me from Disney, uh, it seemed to me the invitation was to try and meet all the expectations of a fairy tale world with its magic and its spectacle and its colour, uh, but see if we could rediscover uh, the character of Cinderella from within and make her a thinking, thoughtful, considerate, active, intelligent, uh, passionate woman. Um, and uh, if we could do both those things, there would be a little bit of magic. Essentially we we wanted very much to have what we believed would be the tune that would play uh, as a theme throughout the movie, but for the waltz, the dance that the Prince and Cinderella complete uh, at the ball. And it needed to have perhaps trademarks of a sort of tenderness, a kind of great melodic uh, catchiness, um, an elegant simplicity, always so easy to say and so hard to do. But uh, he did it wonderfully, um, and uh, we were able indeed to maintain it. I suppose we could have changed it uh, in post, but we didn't want to remotely. It was part of this long-term organic approach to the composing that that Patrick's always followed. And that was, you know, supported by trips to rehearsal, by trips to the set, um, long-term planning with the London Symphony Orchestra, who recorded the score for us. And, uh, and this belief in this classical approach extending into the world of the, the orchestra itself, strings, real strings as opposed to synthesized and, and from an orchestra often playing the whole cue in its, in its entirety in the same room rather than constantly being uh, uh, broken down into smaller constituent bits. So that rather like the movie itself, we were looking for as, as much as we could the opportunity to use a live element.
2: de l'amour which is the the Waltz um, the first dance so to speak that to me is just it tells the story you get the feeling that this is a very special moment and, and you know it's in waltz time and it, for those that have seen the film obviously you, you immediately get an image of that scene but without seeing the film you just listen to the music and you just know this is just such a beautiful melody and there must be something really really special happening on the screen. Behind the music, it's very, very special. And then the cues, where the great secret and the new family—they, you know—which tell stories, and you—I mean, they're so sort of graphic in an audio way.
0: I wrote many pieces, obviously for playback purposes, and they were also I also orchestrated them as well, uh, well in advance of the the shoot. Obviously, I had to send the waltz to Robash for the choreographer, to, to allow him to get with his job. So there was a lot to be done before the ballroom scene. In fact, Ken telephoned and asked me if I could possibly come up with a waltz um, on the first day of. Of, of the shoot, principal shoot of the ballroom, that was the day before, and uh, could, <laughs> I, I call it twelve o'clock in the day, so it was done by tea time that night and sent over to some guys and full orchestra had written, uh, it, which was great fun. <laughs>
1: Things are going on at one and the same time. You know, you have a very romantic setting, Uh, the potential um, connection at first sight between these two. uh, uh, extraordinary people, but they're also on horseback, so there is an unpredictable and volatile quality to it, even though they are almost formally circling and dancing each other. I think Patrick really captures that sort of uh, volatility, but also that sort of sweet tenderness, that openness, that vulnerability, that excitement, that youthfulness. But it begins, you know, with a massive charge, with a, a great rousing introduction for the prince. <laughs> So that, that it has, you know, the Doyle creativity, you know, really breaking on all fronts there with those big orchestral and, you know, and then very light string kind of lead through the uh, uh, through the piece. And uh, in a way, it captures this delicacy of of their of their burgeoning relationship, um, meeting as they do away from the pressure of the palace or of the house. And uh, so it it has a, a a tenderness and a great strength at one and the same time.
2: Patrick very much wanted to work with the LSO. They were very special sessions, I have to say. I think for me, in a way, the highlights of the session were the fact that it was beautiful music to play and the orchestra so enjoyed every single cue. And you could just tell from their body language, the way they were playing, I mean, just the enthusiasm, the smiles, it was, it was touching everybody's hearts as they were playing the music and you you know that something is very special when that happens. So that was really, really exciting.
1: strikes 12 and, uh, and Cinderella has to get back and even though everyone knows that she's probably going to make it the, the suspense from, from uh, 5 year olds to 95 year olds as uh, this carriage careers from uh, uh, the palace all the way through into the forest is, is quite something. We started planning it I would say 9 months before we shot a foot of um, film wow. uh, in storyboard and then in pre-visualisation to give everybody a sense of the kind of rapidity and the fun, the exhilaration, the lunacy of it um, and then, so we could quite, make, you know, specifically mechanically pick out all the moments when a when a when a duck bill uh, and goose bill replaces itself on the face of a man who previously had a nose, or a footman lizard is suddenly finding a tail rather than the bottom of a coat, and uh, and of course, crucially, how a coach turns back into a into a pumpkin. All inside which uh, we have a, a Cinderella getting increasingly concerned about whether she's going to make it. <laughs>
0: and um, this uh, this kind of cacophonous sound I come up with um, uh, initially and then there's the the hits, all the hits of the sound clock at the sound department match to the cue and I had to catch that as well, I put this visually there of course also when she's, when Cinderella's inside the, the pumpkin that's been thrown around, you can see her going you can see the thing changing and the, the animals changing she says no 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 you can see her lips say no 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 and the music does yum yum, 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 yum and it goes down in, in in minor seconds right through the orchestra um so it actually matches her lip movements i saw her i saw her do this. i thought that's a great idea and also it's reminiscent of the lavalle de And there's a couple of dance moments in the middle of the pumpkin chase that redness of the ball she just come from the ball so it was it was, it might, it was still in my subconscious the, the ballroom she just left so these are things that come up from your well of subconscious
2: <laughs>
0: plus there's all the technical aspects of the goose the goose uh, the, the head coming back that had to be caught and then you had to catch the lizards changing back you know, from human to lizard form. And of course, the, the horses turn into mice. You know, the chromaticism goes down the bottom and rises up at the very end as she flies through the air, as the, um, the pumpkin burst flies through the air. So, yeah, that's a there's, a, there's a few days working that.